We were designed for deep and intimate connection, but far too often we find ourselves on relational autopilot. You want the marriage you dreamed of, not the marriage that you're settling for. Each week we share personal and professional stories, giving you tools and guidance, empowering you to restore and reimagine the marriage you always wanted. Welcome to the Thrive Marriage Podcast. Each month in our Thrive Marriage Lab membership community, we're interviewing experts on the topics that we're discussing. While the entire interview is available to members only, each month here on the podcast, we bring you a snippet of one of those conversations to launch our monthly theme. This month, we're talking with Sam Jolman, therapist, writer, and friend about the root of conflict as unmet desire. We'll jump right into Sam's explanation. You know, I, I think it's important that you approach every fight or you have somewhere in the backdrop, um, because in a fight, you can lose your mind, um, that every fight has desire in it. So mm-hmm. uh, it's easy to criminalize your spouse and uh, in a fight and get defensive of what they did wrong or what they're currently doing against you. But I think if you have somewhere... Uh, this sense that every fight has desire in it. And so my spouse is fighting for something. They're wanting something. There's something of just the human groaning in, uh, that we all carry, you know, that Romans eight sense that we're all creation is groaning, longing for redemption. And so again, in the microcosm of the fight might be about being late for something or some, um, you know, task that wasn't accomplished or some slighted statement, right? But, and then the fight is off to the races, right? And, and takes on its own life. But if you can somewhere say, I'm talking to another person with desire um, and good desire, um, I think that can begin to open up some, some curiosity about the other person and as well for yourself to be able to ask, what am I really fighting for? What are the deeper desires? This may have been about toothpaste. This may have been about clothes left out um, uh, or the dishwasher left open. But, but as it's taken on its own life, what, what now am I fighting for? Um, I think is a good question to start with. I think with the couples that I've worked with over the years, uh, most of the time they will walk into the room with some level of uh, distance uh, some level of anger and contempt towards one another. And I remember this one couple that came in and literally sat down on the couch and he folded his arms and crossed his legs and faced one direction. And she folded her arms and crossed her legs facing the other direction. And there was this, like it, the, the tension in the room, uh, the contempt in the room was so, so palatable. Like I could just feel it that, um, it was, it was almost like this insurmountable wall that they had placed between them. And it was, it was so interesting to watch because they were both these grown adults pouting and angry and distant, and yet they were only two, two feet apart. On the and same couch. On the same couch. I, I mean, we've talked about that with couples, right? When we're meeting with them and he's on his side and she's on her side right. and they might as well be a hundred miles apart. Right. Except for both of them in that, in that space 
are actually communicating something really deep that I think Sam hit on in the conversation we had with him. And that was that every fight has desire. Every fight has desire. And um, with this couple that came in and, and separated themselves on the couch like that, right. To begin, it's a lot of times we, we feel like we need to come at like, okay, so what happened and let's talk this through and, you know, his side and her side, and let's try to understand each other uh, and all that. In some ways that can be helpful, but with that couple um, in that movement, uh, the first thing that I began to talk about was, uh, so what is it that you want? Mm -hmm. What is, what is it that you want? What is the desire that is happening within you right now that is so great and so missed that you're willing to sit this way with the person you've committed your life with hmm. your, your life to, right? What, right. what is the desire that's going on here? Um, and if, I love how Sam brought that out in the conversation that we had with him. Every fight has desire, but we well, don't, I think rarely that. is that what you're most in touch with in the wake of a fight, right? In the wake of a fight that, that has not resolved. Right. Or, and, and maybe even kind of those perpetual places, right. The unresolved conflict that just never ever stops. And um, we all have those, right. You know, that, that we just, we circle around these same places, which I think then become uh, places of uh, sort of uh, steely resignation. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because it's never going to change. And, and I'm a little bit cold and pretty hard around this now. And so that question, or just like the invitation to wonder, what, what is it that I really desire here? Um, and, and how far buried has that gone? Mm -hmm. um, per, per, particularly in those perpetual, right? Right. And I think with, with fights, it's, it's often like we we know both the content of what we fought about. Sometimes when we get into it, it's like the content, whatever it was, is no longer the thing. Um, and I'll say this phrase often with couples I'm working with, like the issue on the table is not the issue on the table. Right. The issue on the table is actually the unmet desire that you have that now has become far too risky for you to continue to uh, to ask for, to hope for, right. which leads to the steely resignation that you're talking about. Right. right. No, it's just, it doesn't, it no longer feels safe to feel my desire. And we're, and we're all at war with our desire. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, like that, that we could, we could spend a long time even just talking about that. Um, desire is such risky, tender, assaulted space mm -hmm. inside of us. And would you, would you say that desire is at the core of most, if not all fights? Oh yeah. At some, at some level for sure. For sure. And, and probably even what I have, what I've done with my own desire like, let alone what you've done with it as my spouse, right? <laughs> right. Because I want it, we, I think we want to make it, and I make it personal. I want to make whatever that war is with desire, I want to make that about Mark. Right. 
that that feels so much safer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and is and and as I say that, like now I'm aware of uh, the spiritual battle that's at play, right? Because if I can make that about Mark, I can other him, and I can blame him. I believe that evil loves that and loves to attend to that because it ensures the division and it ensures the separation and attacks that one flesh, Mm -hmm. right? Space that God has designed Mm -hmm. and ultimately leaves me not having to engage my own desire. Think about it for myself. Yeah. It feels like it, what evil is doing is it's actually taking the war with my desire, my own my own self being my enemy. And now all of a sudden we have two. Oh yeah. Right now. It's not just my war with my desire. Now it's my war with my desire and my war with my spouse. Right. And, and that I think is this, this uh, explosion that happens between couples in these fight spaces is I am, I am, uh, I don't like my own desire. I don't want my own desire. I hate my own desire. My desire has led me into places of harm in the past. Uh, it has opened me up to vulnerability uh, and risk and all those, and that is dangerous. And so I don't want to have it. And yet I'm angry uh, that you, my spouse, have not met it as well. So now there's- Oh two. yeah, I hate you and hate myself. Exactly. And now it's hopeless. Right. And now right. we're now sitting back to the couch. Right. right. So this, this steely resignation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and it's a gridlock at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a gridlock. And, and, and I think, again, what I was saying before is this, if we come at discussing our fights as trying to understand the issue or mm-hmm. where things went wrong or just learning like tips and techniques for better communication, I think we completely miss the actual desire that our hearts have. Uh, and right. Well, so maybe you'll just have more polite arguments, or some more <laughs> right. polite fights. Right. Yeah. Right. I, and so this, you can have such a nice marriage with a lot of tips and techniques. Yes, you can. If that's what you want mm-hmm. be very Norman Rockwell. <laughs> and 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 that can work for some people but i i really believe that at the at the core people don't want a nice marriage right well, i think we don't think nice, yeah i don't think nice actually leads to intimacy like nice actually in my mind leads to more deadened desire oh and i was just gonna say like you know which leads us back to desire right niceness and a nice polite marriage that doesn't lead to intimacy ensures that I don't have to engage desire and I don't have to engage arousal. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's very predictable, right? Very predictable. And, mm-hmm. uh, oh, you know, sometimes I predictable feels like the best thing, you know, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I get that. I really do. I really it, do. It does at first until it becomes boring, until it becomes so rote that, the, that all spice is gone 
all interest is gone. And I mean, not just all spice, like, you know, uh, curry and cardamom and cinnamon and that kind of spice. Like that's long gone. I'm talking like the basic spice, salt. Mm-hmm. All, if there's no salt in a relationship. And sometimes salt is, is seasoning and sometimes salt can be uh, stinging. And when we, when we remove all spice from the relationship and just let it be nice, it becomes so boring and we settle for that. And I love how you said Tracy just a minute ago that, um, that nice actually uh, creates the, the, the space, the environment, the movement towards a deadening of desire. Because if we don't, it, it, it just, removes the requirement it removes the possibility of engaging desire yeah and i you know i can't help but think about um what happens in the realm of sexual abuse and when you've got sexual abuse survivors Mm -hmm. in marriage um together Mm -hmm. or or you've got one spouse that is a survivor that um that niceness uh, can can feel like the only safe way. It can feel like the only safe way. So I think as we as we talk about um, uh, you know that that boredom and like not wanting to live from there and move out of there, I I think there there are spaces where that that's just really true. And you can you can end up with two people who look at each other and go, oh my gosh, yes, we want more. Like let's go for it. And yet I also know that, um, that for a, a lot of other couples, that's not, that's not how it's going to go. Um, like it doesn't, it's not this look at each other and go, yeah, we're going to go for it because you're talking about space inside of someone's soul that's been scorched and, um, or burned right mm-hmm. and so so then that risk for desire that risk to even like okay it's there that's that's more like attending to someone that's in a burn ward with extreme gentleness oh. extreme tenderness and yes. just yes. very the, the lightest of touch can be yes. overwhelming right right, mm-hmm. right. and yeah so yeah, I just want there to be hope for couples that like if everything inside of you as you're listening to us right now is like, ah, shut that down. Right. Right. That steely resignation mm-hmm. that I, I am safe behind that steel wall. My burns won't get touched. And, um, and I'm so terrified to let my burns be touched. I also think on the opposite end of nice is the, the couples that are so explosive mm-hmm. that, that, you know, you go to the dinner party and those are the, that's the couple you don't want to invite over because you know that it's just gonna, it's just gonna explode all over everybody there. And it's not like they're actually in the moment fighting, but just the contempt just leaks out all over the place and mm-hmm. the sarcasm and the little jabs and the little manipulations. Like there's some couples that don't go to the default of the nice and that state right. resignation of like, we're going to have a polite marriage. There's other couples that go the other direction that goes like, I hate you. Mm-hmm. I hate you and I cannot stand to be with you. And yet I am bound to you. Um, right. And 
that also in my mind is another way of resisting desire. I will keep keep you at a distance and I will do so with vengeance and fire so that you can't come close to the desire of my heart. Well, and then, and there's so much in that sort of explosive outblowing. There's so much passion. Oh, absolutely. Right. That, that, that is present in that. Um, and yet if you, if you ask or you dare to sort of put your finger on and say, what's your desire here? Uh, you know, I, I have found so often I'm like, Oh, it's like desire. How many desire? <laughs> it's not about desire. This is about rah, right. How right. pathetic my spouse is or how ridiculous or how dead or how just right. like, you know, rolling energy. Mm-hmm. But what I, but in all those things you just said, how dead your spouse is, right. The desire, so, the desire is that he would right. be alive. Right. Right. And that he would meet right. you in life. And yet you're angry that he's dead or that you're projecting, you're, you're ensuring that he's dead so that you wouldn't then also be called to life. Right. Right. And there it is. (laughs) Boom. And and we're back to resurrection. Right. Right. Constantly (laughs) back to resurrection. Always. Thanks for listening to the thrive marriage podcast, where each week we're bringing you personal and professional stories to help your relationship. You can learn more about us at restorationcounselingnoco.com or find out more about the Thrive Marriage Lab membership community over in our digital laboratories, restorylabs.com. We open membership up only twice a year, so make sure you join the waitlist to be the first to know. We'll see you same time, same place next week.